Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to a new edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Kendall Whitley, Jerry Martinez. And our first guest tonight is a defensive back for the New Orleans Breakers, Jare Elder. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, man? Well, great, man. We appreciate your time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. All right, Jare. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us who Jare Elder is. Hi, how you guys doing? Um, obviously, I'm excited to be here and get a chance to kind of tell my story and where I come from and thankful for these guys giving me the opportunity to do so. Um, uh, I like to start my story just by starting off with giving my brothers, my older three brothers, a lot of credit and obviously my parents as well. I'm the youngest of four, all, all of us boys and my older three brothers all played football. Um, the older two didn't get a chance to finish college because of what things kind of came into their life, whether it was early kids or just other stuff that came up and then my other my brother that I got to play with in college, Jarrell Elder, me and him played together for a year in high school and then two or three years together in college. And that was a lot of fun. Um those three guys, those three men helped shape me as well as my father and grandfathers helped shape me to the man and football player I am today, being able to be a playmaker, being able to have the vision that I have and do the things I'm able to do on the field. Um it's, it's a testament to who they are as not only players but men growing up throwing me on the couch and pushing me around the house and taking extra food off of my plate is kind of why I'm still hungry and will always be hungry. Uh, my journey is pretty different than a lot of people. Um, I think my story is pretty cool. Coming out of school, I had, coming out of college, I had the accolades. Um, I didn't go to a big school. I went to a division two school and I had the accolades to go with it. I had the film to go with it, but 
COVID hit, a lot of other things kind of came up and, and I didn't necessarily get my shot at the NFL right away. Um, I took the chance. I was working a warehouse job. Then I got the call to go over to Italy or Brazil. And I took a chance to go play over in Italy, in Milan, Italy. I was there, played two games, and I came home and played in a, a spring league down in Houston. Um, actually, after that spring league, I went back to Italy and played in a championship over there, championship game. We ended up losing, but played played my heart out. I was doing a little running back, receiver, special teams, defense, of course, as well, and just being able to have fun playing the game. And then I was home working for my parents' company, Jay's Properties. Shout out to them. Um, just working, working as much as I can, spending time with my family. And then I got the call. Me and my agent were talking about what kind of what was the next steps for me. Would I be going back overseas or trying to find a spot here that I can land and keep making a name for myself? And luckily, Coach Burton, my de- defensive back coach here, he called me and gave me the opportunity to come here now down to Alabama and play for the uh, New Orleans Breakers. So you just played your first game with them last week. Tell me about that experience. Um, it was great. It, it was great to be back out here. The level of competition, it, it's amazing. Like I think I'm maybe one of five guys on my team that may not have NFL experience yet. So I'm getting to pick people's brains and learn so much, whether it's from the coaching staff that's coached at the highest level in, in uh, Division One football. And I have guys, I'm surrounded by guys that have been in NFL camps, NFL games, whether it's preseason or regular season, and been around NFL vets playing against quarterbacks like Drew Brees and all those Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks, I get to ask them questions and just learn from them. So taking that out from the practice field onto the game field and the knowledge that I gained just from these guys I'm surrounded by, it was amazing just to be back out there and continue to show my talents. Who would you compare your game to? Um, I'll compare my game to Tyron Matthew, Buda Baker. Uh, those guys are some of my favorite players that are in the NFL. And um, like like I am, I'm 5'10", 5'11", 200 pounds. So maybe I'm a little bit taller than them. Maybe I'm a little bit thicker than them. But at the end of the day, they're undersized guys. And they go out and they show that they can make plays, whether it's in the box, whether it's in the post, as a safety. They can make plays anywhere. Tyron Matthew, Ty- Tyron Matthew did a lot of – Play, making a lot of plays on punt return in college. I was a punt returner in college as well. I'm very smart. My uh, my brain is a big part of what separates me in my game. I watch a lot of film. I study a lot of offenses. And really, I was a receiver coming out of high school. So having that background and being able to adjust the balls and make picks and make plays is just something that I have the knack for as well as those guys do. So those are my comparisons. What's going on, Jerry? Appreciate you joining us tonight. No doubt, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Doing even better. You on the show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Happy yeah, to be here. He just told Fidel, and we'll be doing a word. I know you um, compared your game to Tyron Matthew and Buddha Baker, whatnot. But what what we haven't talked about yet is you are a hitter on the field. You're a striker. When I walk from your film, and you remind me of former Patriot. You, I'm sure you probably know Brendan Merriweather. You remind me of him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you are. I've seen a couple plays for you on the on kickoff return and punt return. Like you're you're a striker. And your coverage ability is pretty good too. I've seen some practice family and whatnot. So in terms of like coverage and whatnot, what are some of your tendencies that you go about? with you've been a safety, I actually seen you lined up on like a slot receiver or whatnot. What are some of the tendencies that you look at when you're going up against somebody? I mean, obviously being as a safety, I get a lot of run reads as well. So I'm down there, I'm reading the tackles, I'm reading pulling guards and understanding my run fits and where I have to be to make the plays that I need to make to show up for my team. Um, when I'm playing receivers, it, it depends. Like like I said, I like to watch a lot of films. So if I come out and I 
I'm, I'm watching film all week on a guy. I'm reading his releases. I'm reading his pressure step, his pressure foot. If his front foot is cocked more, if he pulls his gloves up every time he's about to catch a ball, it's just little the little ins and outs of the game that can give me a, a head up, a heads up on the guys I'm going against. Also, it's just a lot of receivers have tendencies, you know, a lot of different receivers have different tells. And I can kind of, for the most part, with the guys that may not be at that level yet or may not know how to switch it up, I can pick little things out from them games that give me a tell going into that week to see what to look for to give myself the better chance of getting the one up. I seen on your Instagram, man, you got a little bit of a relationship with Saquon Barkley, man. Tell us what that's like. Yeah, he's uh, one of my close friends. So him and my girlfriend, they actually grew up together. They went to uh, high school and everything together. Me and him got cool, um, like junior high school, became friends. And we actually played against each other since Little League football, all the way up and through high school. And obviously, I haven't had to play chance to play against him again yet. But hopefully that day will come. Um, it's cool, though. Like, he's a extremely loyal guy, extremely hardworking guy, um, always looking out. Um, he's real. Like, at the end of the day, He's one of, the real, one of the most real people I've had a chance to be around. Like He keeps it straight. He's honest with you, and he's just a good good, good dude to be around. That's real good, um, Jerry Darrell. We're going to go a little bit off the field real quick. Um, I see that y'all had um, Jake Laser come in and spoke with y'all. Whatnot. How was that, man? I mean, how was it talking with Jake Laser? Yeah, I mean, it, it was an amazing experience. He um, actually talked about how he got kicked out of my university. So that was funny to hear. Um, some people have a lot of funny stories about Westchester University and it was cool to hear from a guy like him but it, the things he kind of went into that night was just talking about his inner battles and everything and stuff that he deals with so he kind of gave all of us another um, tool I guess to say tool in our tool belt of ways we can deal with things just just about being a man and being able to open up and talk with people about the problems you have going on and not like pretty much just trying to shine a light on it and trying to do as much to make it as a normal thing as it should be, as men need to open up, talk to people about their problems and kind of grow through what you go through. You know what I mean? Yeah, as we all, as we all know, mental health is a real big thing that's going on right now. So I appreciate you giving us some insight of that conversation. Appreciate it, Jerry. Yeah, not a problem. So, you know, like I, I it's, it's great, man. I kind of want to piggyback off some of the things that you said, you know, uh, get to know, you know, your you know the football that you know you said that you're you're big on, on studying tape so you know i don't know are you keeping up with the uh nfl draft of sorts uh just you know personally um i i, I look at it i was actually talking to one of my friends up here a couple of days ago it, it's cool to see these guys um dreams come true like that's something that i've always looked forward to since i was a little kid just seeing these guys cry, smile, hug their mother and father and see their dreams come through. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things for me. Um, as far as watching these guys tape, I don't, not too much, just because what they do or what they're doing doesn't rest necessarily have a direct effect on me. Um, I like to watch different competitors, uh, especially defensive backs film, and kind of pick up on things that they do against the greats. So like, I'm not necessarily gonna watch a college guy's film when I can watch uh, NFL Hall of Famer like Tyron Matthew, like yeah, those that kind of guys, you know what I mean? And pick from their film and pick from, like that brings me more um, to add to my game necessarily than watching a college guy's film. But I'm definitely rooting for some of the guys that are being in the draft this year. Uh, Jahan Dotson from my area. And, uh, oh, cool. 
I, my quarterback from high school has trans transitioned over to a defensive back, Devontae Cross. He played at Virginia. So I'm definitely, wow. there's definitely a couple people in there rooting for it. Wow. Yeah, Jahan Dotson, man, he catches everything. That's crazy. That, that, <laughs> that, that he's gonna he's gonna make a uh, he's gonna make a team very happy. Uh so sure. I, I guess I guess I mean you may not know some of the prospects, but you know, like if you can educate us on 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 the two types of safeties out there, right? Because it looks like now the modern day game it has a strong safety kind of you know coming coming on down and 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 becoming pretty much a slot or you know, a defender over the tight end. And then you have your free safety who kind of, you know, just don't let anything kind of go over you. So if you can, in a nutshell, tell us what, what's the difference between the free safety, strong safety, and how often do you have to change between the two? Yeah, um, I mean, based on the defense and what it wants their guys to do, you'll see different things. Uh, some strong safeties are truly strong safeties. Like they're in the box, pretty much linebackers. They cover a little bit. Um, but they're, that's just what they do. They're strong safety. They're always in the box, and they have more blitzing responsibilities. They have more run gap responsibilities. Some of them have more freedom, but with the freedom comes more responsibility. So that's kind of typical of a regular strong safety. Nowadays, though, I compare football to basketball. Um, okay. It's so similar with you got the matchups on the inside with the O-line and D-line, and it's a lot of times it's I'm trying to find a way to get a one-on-one -on -one with my best guy against your best guy. In yeah. basketball, I mean, with your guy, it's not as good. I mean, in basketball, I'm trying to get my Kobe, my MJ, my LeBron against one of your guys that can't guard, which not many people can guard those three men. But and then that's what it is. And the same thing on the back end. I'm trying to find at the offense, trying to find a weakness in the secondary to get their matchups. And at the end of the day, there's two, there's four receivers or a tight end in there and a running back. And then there's five guys on the opposite side to cover them. Five on five is basketball. So and then the free safety being in the post, he. A lot of people say the free safety is kind of just back there. I'm like looking at it like that because free safety is one of the most important people on there. Once once the ball goes over his head, everybody's looking at him. So I, <laughs> I would say like that. That's kind of the difference. Just explaining the two uh, spots. I play everything though. I play nickel. I play dime. I play free and strong. I, the best thing could be for yourself is versatile because that's the way to stick around the game. For sure, for sure. Well said, man. Um, what, what? So, I guess just to kind of round it off, what, what would, what would you, what was your goal? Uh, you know, for for this season for yourself, uh, you know, being part of the USFL and whatnot. Um, I just want to take advantage of every opportunity I get. And then there's guys at home that would that are dying to be in my spot. So for sure. there's not a day I wake up that I take for granted. Uh, meetings get long some days, practicing get long some days, and watching film get long. But at the end of the day, I know that this is what I want to do. Uh, and, like, to kind of go off of that as well, I'm here to prove myself right. Like, there's a lot of naysayers when I came out of school and didn't necessarily make it to the NFL right away. And I took the time to go to Italy, and I took the time to play in the spring league, and now I'm playing in this USFL season. I'm continuing to prove myself right. It's not about proving anybody wrong that doubts me because it doesn't matter about them. It's not about them. It's about me. As long as I just take every day, get better, and continue to prove myself right, I'll be a satisfied man. man that sounds good, man. I, I, I'll be, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be watching out for you, man. And uh, I'm wishing you a healthy, uh, successful season and uh, best of luck in the future, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys' time being able to come on here and talk and tell my story.
Yeah, um, it, it was great, Jerry. Um, one more thing I gotta ask you. I didn't even, we didn't even know, I've seen it earlier that you was an All-American or whatnot. And you're regarded as one of the top safeties in the country, man. So that's, that's some real good stuff there. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you. You guys hey, have Dr- a good night. Hey, Dre, real quick before we let you go, uh, where can our uh, our audience follow you on social media? Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram at DreElder21. And Twitter is the same thing, I believe, DreElder21. The name is spelled J-A-R-E-Y, last name Elder, number 21. All right. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk Thank to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Have a good night. You too. Coming up next, we'll talk all things draft with Bro Schmo. Stick around. Bro Schmo, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Great, man. Hey, it's draft week. Very exciting time. I'll be out there in Las Vegas reporting live. So, you know, just wanted to get your thoughts. This, this particular draft class, it's, you know, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, there's not really a stark quarterback, per se, that's going to go first overall. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on the 2022 uh, NFL draft class. Unpredictable. <laughs> like, yeah, from top to bottom now, what with Trevon Walker becoming the uh, odds-on favorite to go first and just – it's just wild. You, re- you really can't anticipate who's going to go where, where, how many quarterbacks we're going to see. It's uh, For as unpredictable it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a fun ride nonetheless. <laughs> It, it, it's definitely going to be a fun ride. And with that being said, there is a situation to monitor in Santa Clara, uh, San Francisco 49ers. They have a disgruntled wide receiver slash running back in Debo Samuel. Now, obviously, one of the teams that has been rumored to perhaps trade for Debo Samuel have been the New York Jets. So do you see possibly a trade that happens within the first round? I mean, one would figure, right, if they were to do a trade, it would be, you know, for a first round pick. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if we'll see a trade like that uh, draft night. So I think it might be something that may bleed into the season, the following, this following season. So, uh, I mean, again, it, it's the draft. Unexpected things happen. But I don't know, man. That's going to that's gonna be a tough one because you really think about it like um, only the, the Jets probably have the, the best amount of capital in this year's class to actually make a move like that. Considering like Devontae Adams, he went for a first and a second. Uh, but like, man, I don't know if the Jets really are going to try to part with part ways with a uh, top ten pick. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but I, I don't foresee him getting moved during the draft. In your opinion, who do you think is the best quarterback in this draft class? Uh, well, in terms of upside, it, it's Malik Willis. It's just from an athletic standpoint, no one can really touch him. He was second in college football in force missed tackles among all rushers, like literally right behind Kenneth Walker. Like he's just that dangerous. It gives him a pretty, at least a high floor with that athletic ability. Uh, but one I really like, I'm a big fan of Sam Howe. I think he throws probably the best deep ball. I thought he was at the senior bowl, probably the most consistent from a throw to throw basis. Uh, so if I had to, uh, I mean, it's Malik Willis, though, from upside terms. Now, as far as position-wise, I think one of the, the one of the positions that's the deepest in the draft would be the wideout position. What's one name that a lot of people aren't talking about, but you see that has a really high ceiling? Ooh, high ceiling. 
Uh, I don't know about high ceiling, but I think he could be a, a high, like uh, a high end number two is J, uh, Javion Hiley out of Coastal Carolina. He didn't get a combine invite, but he had a solid shrine bowl where he could, where he showed he, he is much, a much better route runner, a guy that can run a full route tree uh, compared to how he was used there at Coastal Carolina. He put up great numbers while with Coastal Carolina. Um, he, he's definitely a cat I can see having that high end two upside. Uh, probably not a one, but I, I would be willing to take this guy like mid day three. Uh, just since he didn't have the combine invite, I think there might be a chance he goes undrafted. I feel like that's kind of, that's hard to believe for me just watching back the film, but uh, those guys, it happens. <laughs> and you are a Miami's Dolphins fan, correct? Yes, yes. yes. I'm All right, also so a masochist. <laughs> well, so, you know, obviously they hired um, Mike McDaniel to be the new coach there in Miami, and then they've done a bunch of moves. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on their offseason so far. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I waited two whole days into free agency for us to make moves. I was like, man, why? Me why, too. Why? Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, man, finally made the Taron Armstead move. That was the one I really wanted. Uh, I like that they did address the line. They brought in Connor Williams because uh, the line was one of the biggest things. You can't get a fair evaluation of Tua's getting getting hit from the get go. Uh, and I like I like the move for Tyreek uh, Hill because Tua. I mean, there there there's con- there's concerns. They used him very RPO heavy last year. They're not going to be able to do that, or at least at such a rate. Um, in the NFL, that's just it just doesn't fly. So bringing over that that Kyle Shanahan like offense, at least that's what I imagine. Uh, that just it it's geared to get the ball into the hands of your playmakers as fast as possible and let them make plays. So I like it with him and Waddle. I I, I think there's there's a lot of promise to this season. All right, Brushman, thank you. Brushwell, what's going on, brother? what's up what's up man it's been a while right i mean you've been you've been you've been you came you came on as a guest previously um and 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 funny thing real quick right because we had a little giveaway and uh we said (laughs) you know we're gonna we we want to get back to you know people that subscribe to youtube and help out and we said would you right there uh, oh there it is there it is there it is we said we're gonna do the tom brady uh well, okay, so the way it worked was we're said we're gonna give a jersey out. And so what we did is we kinda we looked around and, and Tom Brady at the time was the number one selling jersey in the entire NFL. So we said, let's get it. You know, let's do it and and uh, whoever subscribed, we're gonna throw them in the hat, the names in the hat, and we're gonna pick it out. And we actually did it the right way. We actually found the uh, uh, right way and you actually are subscribed, right, to East West right. Football. And uh, you got selected, man. You got the Tom Brady jersey. I saw you throw, sport it in the back. I mean, I think if anybody knows Tom Brady very well, that would be you, right, my friend? Oh, yeah. Like I said, as a Dolphins fan, I'm a masochist, man. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a nice reminder of who – essentially, who was, who was the daddy there in the uh, AFC East for so long. So. Yeah, for sure. Hey, let's talk a little bit more about your Eagles before we jump into the draft, right? Uh, like the, I'm sorry, the Eagles. Did I say the Eagles? I'm sorry. Let's let's talk a little bit more about the Dolphins before we jump more into the draft. So with the Dolphins, 
did you see that rumor or that report that came out? I saw it on Twitter, man, about how there was going to be a trade. Uh, the the Dolphins were going to trade the first pick for Coach Sean Payton, and the other one was uh, it was uh, Brady. Tom Brady for a second yeah. round pick. Do you think there's any truth to that story, man? I mean, that is interesting, man. Because man. we we did hear, we did hear before all this stuff was going down. Uh, TJ, right from uh, State of the Saints franchise, he he just does pure Saints uh, YouTube. He we had texted him, and we're like, wow, like this is crazy. And he's like, hey, Champagne's not done, man. He's gonna coach again in the in the in the uh, this season. So let me let you answer that question now. I mean, Ross and Greer, they're, <laughs> they're, sh- they're shady candidates. I think a lot of uh, the pick moving we did with like the Tyreek Hill trade, um, it w- I won't be surprised if we try to move some 2023 picks that there's probably some legitimacy to that. So it doesn't shock me. <laughs> Man, but I mean, that would have changed the culture there instantly with the Dolphins, I think. Well, it could have been. <laughs> Damn, man. But it's hard, right? Because I'm kind of excited. I want to see what, what the new coach, uh, McDaniel, right, I believe? Yeah. I want to see what he's, what he's able to do. Uh, he has a way with people and with, uh, you know, he has a way with everybody, I think. Uh, I think he's kind of humorous. Uh, but we'll see, right, because Cal Shanahan uh, coaching tree looks like it's getting bigger and better and – and that and and therefore we're able to see exactly what kind of players will will succeed at the next level, right? Because we could see this this coaching tree evolve. So let's, let's jump right into it. I mean, how has this year's uh, been compared to last last draft season? Uh, I mean, I said at the beginning, unpredictable. Just starting with the co- quarterback class, like that kind. of – Typically, the quarterback class is what anchors what everything where everything else falls into place. And with it being just so, oh, I guess you would say lackluster, uh, at least in terms of no real elite talent, at least from the get-go, you got a few projects, like the names I mentioned with Willis and how the, those are guys that could play like day one, maybe not even year one. So it, it's just been chaotic. It really has. Um, it's 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 been a roller coaster ride. I'll just say that. Not to mention how much work you put in, uh, Broshmo. So for those that don't know, right, make sure you, when you're on YouTube, go look up Broshmo, right, and subscribe and like his content, man. I mean, you want to know, right, about a player ahead of time, so when the draft comes around, you know these names, man. I mean, Broshmo, you've done a, a fantastic job, continuously bringing some great content, uh, content when it comes to you know, scouting evaluations and, and maybe team needs and team fit. So, I mean, a part of this, this, this year, how, how has it been, you know, working with, with, you know, uh, like give out, give, let's give some shout outs here. Uh, um, Goat house, right. Um, you've also worked with a franchise guy. How, how has that been this year? Cause it looks like it's growing too. And we're seeing this draft community step out of the dark almost. Right. Oh yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. That was something I really wanted to do last year. Just straight up, just talk to other people about the draft. Like I, I could, I, I honestly, I could go on for hours talking about the draft. And that was something I really wanted to start doing this year with like more collaborations 
And like you said, we have seen it um, in the uh, in the in the con in the content creator community as well. I think just last week, like Bangle did a uh, did a mock with Daniel Jeremiah. He did oh, yeah, one with awesome. uh, yeah Trevor Sycamore and um, uh, Connor Rogers from the NFL Stock Exchange. Like that stuff's just really cool. Like I, I've I've done a couple of videos with uh, Ian Cummins from Pro Football Network. Uh, and it's just fun to pick those guys' mind, like especially you mentioned the franchise guy, uh, Marcus Whitman, because a lot of those guys, I mean, they're real smart. Like I ne- I'll never try to like to come off smarter than I actually am. Like at the end of the day, we're all football fans, you know. Yeah. But uh, like it's just so fun to pick those guys' minds. Like it, it's 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 really astounding, and it's uh, it's just it, it opens up your mind to different possibilities um and just ideas that you didn't think of before and i mean that's the draft you know it's <laughs> it's unpredictable it's possibilities <laughs> you know it's just to kind of round it off man i love it man it kind of has this nostalgic feel to it right kind of like i mean it's kind of like what you would hear about uh in nike i'm sorry nike in new york's uh i don't even know why i said nike in New York's uh, talk radio about how they talk about the draft leading up to the draft after the draft. So, I mean, we never really get to hear that, those, you know, those conversations, but it's cool because we're seeing it modern day right now. Right. It's, and it's awesome to hear you and Godhouse go back and forth. And it's like, you guys have the knowledge, man. You guys did your homework. I mean, you see all the team needs, you know, you guys have been able to fully evaluate these, 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 uh, these players, because, you know, you guys, are very interested in this and and man uh you guys understand the whole team building process so man i just continue i hope that you guys continue to go down this route i know some big things are coming um man i mean is there anything else that we can add i mean draft is what two two more evenings away yeah yeah i'm gonna be doing a live stream of all three days it's gonna be a tall task but i've done it i've done it the past couple of years so Nothing new. I'm just hoping my voice stays by then. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, Rushmore, appreciate you coming on, man. I, I, I love the uh, little, little, uh, the little moments we got to share. Uh, Fidel, I'm pretty sure. Hey, great questions on that too. Uh, I'm pretty sure we just have, I guess, two more questions and we're done with you. And and mine's fast. What are the Cowboys doing in 24? Jerry Jones says he wants he wants to address the offensive line. So. I, the three players that come to my mind that are in that range, Zion Johnson, which that would, that would be awesome. I think he's probably one of the higher floor guys. Uh, Kenyon Green's another one who had kind of a lackluster combine, but um, in terms of his measurements and his um, how he tested in the drills, it was still above average for the position being guard. It, I, I don't see him playing tackle in the NFL, but uh, I think the the name to watch, hot riser, hot name right now is Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, oh, guy with a lot of upside. Yeah, that might not be able to play tackle early, but he can play left guard like right off the bat. Wow. Super strong, very athletic. Well, I, I mean, I thought I thought I mean, from what I was seeing, I didn't really. I mean, man, I had seen him kind of more in the second round, but hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying attention. Me as a Cowboy fan. Uh, Cowboys, we obviously knew they came into the into the draft uh, with the, with a need, you know, and that's never a good thing. Uh, Fidel, I'm pretty sure you have one, right? 
Couple yeah, times. so obviously Raiders traded some picks to get Devontae Adams, but essentially, what do you think they're going to do with the pick that they got? Oh, yeah. you would kind of hope best player available, and hopefully that's an offensive lineman. Uh, and uh, you see guys surging in uh, some of these mocks, like Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Mm. Um, there's uh, Beef Jurgens out of Nebraska. But uh, I think... I think Sean Ryan's probably the guy to like put a uh, put a little like check mark next to. Uh, he played tackle there at UCLA. He's gonna be a guard though in the NFL, but he's so strong. He's got a rugby and a uh, shot put background, so definitely a dude to watch out for. Good movement skills for a guy his uh, guy his size. So. And I can't help but notice that Samoa Joe, I believe that's him, right behind hey, you. Yeah, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Right on, man. Hey, well, real quick, what would you think of Mania? Uh, it, it was nice, man. I, I, I like that uh, they gave Cody uh, everything he had in AEW. I thought that was awesome. That was probably, yeah. like, uh, the highlight for me and Mania. Uh, uh, it was all right. It was all right. For, night one was definitely a lot better than night two, but take what I could get. I also like the Johnny Knoxville. Uh, oh, my Mania, uh, that, that match was good. That was so, it was so fun. So fun. Hey, look, I enjoyed Stone Cold being out there, even though he's older, of course. Oh, I mean, yeah. he was struggling to wrestle a little bit. But, hey, man, the beer chugging is still there. He's still going strong, drinking those beers. So that, that was my favorite part of the night. Oh, yeah. No, that, was, that was definitely fun. That, that was a great way to close that one. Yes, it was. Rushman, thank you so much for joining us. Real quick for our listeners, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube. Uh, Look at Brochmo and you'll find a ton of content and you'll be thanking yourself later. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Brochmo. Uh, at Brochmo was already taken. What can you do about it? Uh, and that's, that's mainly where I operate. All right. The myth, the man, the legend, Brochmo. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for the kind words. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.